The all-new Toyota RAV4 asks, what if? What if your ride was refined and rugged at the same time? Introducing the all-new RAV4 Hybrid. 208 combined horsepower and standard all-wheel drive make it the most powerful RAV4. Plus, with its head-turning style and breakaway speed, it's bound to change the way you think of a hybrid. The all-new RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota. Let's go places. Horsepower. Ratings achieved using the required premium and gasoline with an octane rating of 91 or higher. Premium fuel is not used. Performance will decrease. Good morning and happy Saturday, Grinders. We're here back at the Weekend Grind podcast brought to you by Roto Grinders. Got the Weekend Grind crew here. As always, I'm Josh, Sir Giant, with my co-host, Travis, Mr. Chalk, the Mangoat, Mangone, Travis Mangone. How you doing today, man? Good, man. Good. Uh, just, uh, you know, still got MLB going, but uh, yeah, excited for NFL and MLB. It's like a fun weekend. Tons of sports to go and uh, just kind of wrapping up all these postseason, uh, you know, all these postseason series that everyone's getting ready for. Uh, teams are clinching, making the playoffs. So we're getting some ugly, ugly pitchers and ugly lineups because you're getting all them September call ups. They just keep coming and coming. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a fun time though, still. And then we'll have a, we'll have NBA right around the corner. Then. Yeah, man. It's like, uh, you know, the call ups are coming, man. They, they just keep coming up and keep finding myself digging into minor league stats as I'm playing baseball. But it's it's nice to have some overlap. We get football on Sundays, as you mentioned, and Mondays and Thursdays. R- real nice. I'm glad that we have the Thursday night games, uh, too. It's really cool to have football three nights a week. Um, I know I know it's been going on for a good amount of time, but, you know, us old, uh, old older sports fans really appreciate having that extra day. But, yeah, it's uh, September baseball, so we are seeing a lot of weird things. And, uh, and speaking of overlap, basketball is coming around the corner, too, man. I'm seeing a lot of satellites in the lobbies now. In uh, FanDuel and uh, and DraftKings for uh, for NBA contests, man, getting the hype up. You excited for NBA? Yep, yeah, should be a fun time. Uh, NBA is always good. Uh, hopefully, they fix the injury stuff though. But you never, I don't know. I don't know if they fixed that yet. But we'll see. Hoping that they finally fixed all the the resting and whatnot. You still holding a grudge, Travis, from last season? <laughs> uh, from last season, from like every season. It's just <laughs> not every season. But I'm just, yeah, I just want it to be fixed a little bit up. Uh, just I don't need it. I don't need it perfect, but I'd like it to. He buttoned up a little bit, so hopefully they uh, hopefully they fix that up for us. Yeah, we actually started doing the weekend grind around uh, basketball season uh, last season, so you know it's, we're coming full circle, man. It's almost our weekend grind anniversary, so really excited about that. Uh, you know, we're really happy to be putting these shows out for you guys, and happy that you guys listen. We we really appreciate the feedback you've been giving us, which segues us into giving us a follow on Twitter. You can follow me at. Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone. That's at Travis M A N G O N E. If you haven't already, give us both a follow. Shoot over any questions or comments. Love interacting with you guys. Love staying close to the listeners. So definitely want to go ahead and shoot over any questions or, or comments there. But uh, today we have we have a, a good few games. We're gonna cover the main slate for you guys. We got nine games locking at seven o five p.m. So um, nice healthy slate uh, for for a Saturday. And it's kind of a weird slate. We were kind of talking a little bit before the show started. A few spots we can go here. Um, you know, news and notes for the slate. Noah Syndergaard's making a return, but he's only going to be throwing one inning. Travis, I don't know what's going on with your Mets. I, I, I don't even know what to say about this. But uh, Syndergaard is going to throw one inning, and then Harvey's coming in after. It's just going to be a, a weird day. We'll see how long Harvey lasts before they go to the bullpen. Um, so that, that situation is going on over there. 
Um, but other than that, it looks like we should have some pretty clear weather on the slate, so that's good news always. We don't have to worry about weather. Um, but, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm excited to do this. Travis, you ready to hop into the slate here and start looking at some of the picks? Yep. Yeah, let's get started. Let's uh, get, get going with the MLB and uh, see what we can find. All right, so we'll start with pitching, as always. As I mentioned, Syndergaard starting, but don't get too excited. Only throwing one inning, and then Harvey's coming in after that. Um, but, yeah, we'll start with some of the top options here. We have uh, two pretty solid pitchers in the last game of the night. Giants against the Dodgers here. We have a California feud. We've got the Mad Bum, Madison Bumgarner, going against Ryu here. Um, Travis, any interest in these two pitchers? They're both priced pretty high. Uh, both probably more of the quality, more, more uh, on the quality side of, of pitchers on the slate. We have a lot of ugly pitchers on the slate, too. Uh, do you have any interest in the Mad Bum or in Ryu here? Uh, yeah, no. I, I think Steven Strasburg is a guy I like the most. If I had to pick, uh, he'd be the guy I would lean. Uh, you know, Noah Syndergaard, uh, you definitely have to pass on him with him just only pitching one inning. Madison Bumgarner, I mean, um, man, he has just not been himself right. And he's just like, end of the season, the team doesn't care. So it's just, he just seems like he's going out there and just throwing, you know, there's just no desire, no, uh, you know, no actual reason to like go out there and try, it seems like. And I don't know, he's just not a guy that I feel like is super in play, especially in the matchup against the Dodgers. And then uh, Ryu, I think, is interesting. The uh, question is Dave Roberts. How long is he going to let him go, right? That's kind of the debate we have to have, and you never know with Dave Roberts, especially with the Dodgers clinching and everything. And, hey, they're going to be up partying tonight because uh, they clinch. So, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe we don't want to play him because of that. But I think the main reason is because of the fear of how many innings he'll go. And with Dave Roberts pulling people, I just don't think it's necessary to go a guy like Ryu. Uh, I think Steven Strasburg is clearly the guy I would pay for at the top if I had to, and I just would move on from there. I mean, it's clear Dusty Baker's trying to work these guys into some postseason form. Max Scherzer went a ton the last game. Uh, I'm assuming Strasburg will get his uh, 100 pitches, and it's against a tough, awful Mets team. So I think this is a spot where we should uh, we should definitely be looking at Strasburg. I think he's clearly the number one guy for me. All right, yeah, uh, Strasburg definitely in a top spot. I agree with you. I think he's the top option on the slate. Uh, the only issue here, Travis, is the fact that he is uh, so expensive, man. You, you're not going to get him at any kind of value. 13.3K on DraftKings over on FanDuel, 11.3 over there. But, yeah, the Mets' lowest implied team total on the slate, 3.4 runs. So certainly certainly a great option here. But um, there are some sites where we have to roster two pitchers, like DraftKings. So uh, we have to look at other options, too, here. For me, um, there's a few guys I think have some merit. One of these guys would be Danny Duffy here against the White Sox. Uh, I think that uh, he's certainly a great play here against a team that strikes out a ton. Now, uh, Duffy definitely had his ups and downs this season, but I think this is a spot where uh, he could come out and do a good job. Not really particularly afraid of this lineup. I know they have some guys in here that get hit lefties well. They got a Brayu in there and Timmy Anderson. I know I know some guys here could hit lefties well, but. Um, but I think that we have to work with what we have. We have some limited depth here at pitcher. So with that limited depth, uh, I think that uh, Duffy is going to be one of the guys I'm looking at. We also have your boy Lance Lynn against the Pirates and PNC. Gets a nice park upgrade throwing a Pittsburgh in this pitcher's park uh, against this Pirates team. That uh, they, They're pretty streaky. They, they could get some, some things going with their bats. But for the most part, uh, implied team total under four at 3.9. I think Lance Lynn does a decent job, and he's very cheap. He's 7.1 on DraftKings, so nice SP2 option there. He's probably my favorite SP2 option on DraftKings. Uh, on FanDuel, you could get Lynn to 7.6, so it helps you load up on some bats over there in tournaments. 
And uh, the last guy I'd be considering, I think, uh, as an SB2 or as a pivot in tournaments off of Strasburg would be Julio Teheran. I know it's in SunTrust. I know it's a, a hitter's park, but it's really catering to lefties this park. And outside of, like, Nick Williams, there's, there's not really a ton of power that I'm afraid of from the left side of the plate. Hoskins is an absolute beast, obviously, but he hits righty, and Teheran doesn't struggle against righties. He struggles against lefties. So if I was going to take some tournament flyers, maybe some of these Phillies lefties or, or switch hitters uh, in this park here against Teheran, but he's he just he, – I feel like he's in a good spot to throw a great game. And I think he might go under-owned here too. Implied uh, Phillies total at 4.12, so one of the lowest on the slate. So he, those are my three top SP2 options. How about you, Travis? Where else would you look other than Strasburg? Uh, yeah, so Strasburg is definitely my one for sure. And if I had to pick on these other guys, I mean, it's definitely – Definitely a little rougher, but there's some guys we could play, right, as tournament darts. I think Danny Duffy against the White Sox could make some sense. Uh, I'm not super confident in him, though. It kind of feels like if I'm playing Strasburg, probably not pairing with a guy like Duffy, and I kind of maybe want to go a little cheaper just to, because of salary-wise. But uh, And even maybe in a tournament, right, even maybe Strasburg doesn't end up being a guy that you want to have just because you can't get – say you can't get your stack. I don't know. if depends on what lineups come out and how the value uh, shapes up. But uh, I do think Strasburg is going to be super important to get in there tomorrow, though. Uh, I think I get the idea of playing to Heron against the Phillies, but these uh, these Phillies are not the old Phillies. Uh, they're definitely a lot better. So I'm not totally crazy about playing to Heron, but I understand uh, taking a risk and a tournament on him if you wanted to. Uh, definitely could understand him doing well, especially if it's a very ready heavy lineup. I could get that. Uh, I don't hate the idea of Jake Odorizzi. Uh, it's not a play I'm in love with, but uh, you know, Baltimore is a team that can swing and miss uh, a ton. So I don't think Odorizzi is a bad uh, tournament option. Lance Lynn's a guy too, I guess you could go to, but I feel like the upside's not really there against Pittsburgh here in this spot. Uh, but I don't hate it. Uh, I'm not all over Lance Lynn on it, but I don't think it's, I, th I think there could be worse, worse routes you could go on this slate, right? Uh, I'm curious. I don't think anyone's going to do this, but Hey, uh, Chad Bettis gets the Padres. So will people stream against the Padres because they love doing it? Uh, it's Chad Bettis though. And no one really likes rostering Chad Bettis. So I doubt it. Um, I'm wondering if people will end up going to the show. I I mean, I've been burned by him a little bit and he's kind of been playing a little better recently. Uh, I'm curious if people end up doing it. I don't think I'll, I'll end up taking the risk on it. I think if I had to go like this cheap, which I mean, we're going down and down. I think I'd rather go Chasin against the Rockies. I think that makes a ton more sense to me. Uh, you know, we get, we get him in a, in, a, in a good park in San Diego, and Colorado is just a lot worse on the road. So if I was going this cheap, uh, kind of think I might just go Chasin and, uh, you know, pair him up uh, with Strasburg so then I'm able to fit in the bats and whatnot. Because going up to these guys who are, you know, in like the like 8K range, I feel like I'm just getting a real nice price savings at 5.9K. For a guy like Chasin who, uh, you know, he's he has some upside, right? He, you know, he showed against the Dodgers uh, three, three uh, starts ago with 28.8. Uh, fantasy points gets the Rockies in a, you know, in a really, uh, you know, really good ballpark for uh, pitchers. And, you know, the Rockies normally, normally hit in uh, cores, which is one of the best setters parks in the league. So uh, I think going to is the guy I'm going to end up uh, taking just because of the price salary on DK. Um, but yeah, man, there's not like, the, not a lot of pitchers to love here in these spots. Yeah. Uh, certainly not anything to love. Manaya, I don't mind as a tournament flyer. I think that he's in a good spot. Uh, especially Napoli, probably not going to play for the rest of the season. But they do have Beltry back, so they're like for one lefty masher, they have another lefty masher coming back. Um, and Gomez is back too. So uh, certainly not like in love with the Manaya play, but I think with the park upgrade in Oakland, I could see taking a tournament dart on him. And uh, you mentioned Chad Bettis. Uh, 
Chad Bass is a ground ball pitcher, man. He gets that. Give me a ground ball pitcher at Petco in San Diego, nice pitcher's park. I'm going to have some interest there against a team that strikes out a ton. Like the the Padres righties, man, they strike out at a clip, a 27% clip, these Padres righties. So certainly some strikeout upside here in this matchup for Bettis. So I definitely could see taking a tournament flyer there as an SP2 on a, a site that you need two pitchers. But, yeah, to sum it up, I mean, on the slate, it just feels like we have to go with Strasburg, right? And then um, if we were looking at SP2s, I think we both – uh, came to the conclusion that's probably going to be, um, for me at least, it's going to be Danny Duffy and Lance Lynn and Cash, probably, if I was going to play Cash games. Those would be my top two SP2s. So outside of Strasburg, who would be your top two SP2 options here, Travis? I think in tournaments it's going to be uh, it's going to be Chassin and, uh, man, Chassin and I guess, I guess Duffy, oh man, I don't know. I Jeez, Duffy, man, he is he's a lot better. I'll go with Duffy, yeah, why not? Uh, I just, for some reason, those those White Sox, man, they can sometimes cause some issues, uh, you know, against those lefties. They're, they haven't been as bad against them this year as everyone thinks. But, uh, yeah, I, there's just there's a ton of upside there in this spot. So I'll go with Duffy, and I'll go with Chassin for cheap, just because uh, I feel like, you know, if I want to get in those bats, I'd rather just pay all the way down rather than be paying up in this mid-tier ton. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. Is there any, anything else here at uh, Pitcher that you want to cover before we move on to the bats? Uh, no, I think that's it. Um, I mean, we didn't mention Garrett Cole in a spot against St. Louis, who has strikeout upside, but I don't, I don't like him in this spot. Don't think, uh, don't think we need to talk too much about him. I think he's just a guy I'm going to stay away from. Uh, and then we didn't mention uh, Taiwan Walker, who's not a terrible pitcher, but uh, just that Miami team in that stadium. And I just feel like Giancarlo Stanton's going to hit one out. Like I just say. Uh, the Marlins have been hitting the ball really well recently, but I get why people would want to play Walker. He's been pitching a lot better towards the end of the year here. So, um, yeah, I just figured he's worth mentioning. I just don't like the price tag. I just feel like I was, wish I was getting a better savings because it just seems like I'm going to be playing Strasburg a lot. So if I'm playing Strasburg, I just don't want to be paying up so much at pitcher with him uh, on double pitcher sites. All right. Very good. So with that, we will move on to the bats. We're going to start with the catcher position as always. Travis, very simple for me on the slate. It's going to be Ionetta, Ionetta, and Ionetta. Guy hit a three-run homer tonight, and uh, went ahead and hit a grand slam right after that. Two in one game, two two uh, two dongs in one game. Gets another lefty at home. Uh, just absolutely smashes lefties. Ionetta, it's just what he does. That's 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 his bread and butter. And he gets another great matchup here against Dylan Peters. Um, and of course, that park upgrade at home is huge too. Uh, Dylan Peters is not a guy that I think we need to be afraid of by any means. Um, you know, his ground ball stuff is pretty decent. We have a small sample size on him. It looks like his ground ball stuff is pretty decent. Um, but still, I, I think that uh, Ionetta is just too good against lefties to pass up in this matchup. We get him for 2.4K on FanDuel, uh, which is just ridiculously cheap, and 3.6 on DraftKings. Relative to the format, that's cheap as well. So until his price goes up, I think it's just going to be Ionetta for me in this game. As long as he's in the lineup, that's who I'm going to go with. So honestly, like... Outside of him, I'm not really super interested in any of these catchers unless I was going to put together a stack. So that's where I'm at right now. Uh, Travis, what do you think about catcher? Yeah, I kind of think it's how you play. You play Ionetta in cash, and then in tournaments, you, uh, you know, you, you know, if you're playing the Diamondbacks, I could understand fading Ionetta just because if you, you know, uh, if you're playing all these different Diamondbacks and you think he's going to be high owned and you want to be different, I could get it. Um, but helps roster an easy, uh, you know, a catcher position that's not fun to roster. But if you're playing a stack, right, say you're playing a Cubs stack, like make sure to put Wilson Contreras in there against the lefty, right? Uh, if you're going, 
if you're doing a Royal stack, make sure to put in Salvador Perez. I think that's just the way to play catcher very simply today. Uh, and I know we say this a lot, but um, it definitely seems like the easiest route to go. I'll say this if, uh, you know, if you're playing the um, if you're playing the uh, all day slate or whatever, uh, Gary Sanchez against Biagini, definitely uh, get him at catcher. He's in a fantastic spot, so I would definitely be loading up on him. Uh, but yeah, I think it's one of those spots where we just kind of like you know look at our tournament teams and see what kind of fits uh, fits in everything. Like say you're playing a uh, you know Ray stack, right? Like put Wilson Ramos in there, uh, even against Alexin. Uh, put him in there. Uh, these, these pitchers aren't really just going like out and throwing, uh, you know, over a hundred at bats, right. Or not hundred at bats, a hundred pitches. So, uh, with them not throwing up, like, you know, just going all the way, like we're getting tons of bullpen work from teams and whatnot. So, uh, I wouldn't stress as much about, uh, about what you're doing at catcher. I don't think catcher is like the, you know, going to win or lose you to slate, right? Like you need to, uh, you need to make sure that you're prioritizing bats at other positions. So like if you're playing a cheap catcher in a stack that you don't really love, like say you're playing, uh, you know, say you're playing a White Sox stack, and I'm just using this example because uh, the catcher I'm talking about is not going to be great. Omar Narvaez, right? Say you're doing a White Sox stack and you want to play Omar Narvaez because it helps get in JD Martinez for you. Like do that, right? Like it just makes so much sense to do that. So that's kind of that's kind of the approach I would take with catcher. Just make sure, uh, you know, play on it in cash and then in tournaments, uh, whatever catcher fits your stack and it helps you, you know, get get in the other bats that you really want. Just uh, make sure to do that. All right, very good. So catcher's covered there. With that, let's move on to first base now. Uh, super loaded position as usual, but for me, I just want to point out that uh, this Rays and Orioles game is one of my favorite game stacks on the slate. Probably my favorite game stack on the slate. I think that uh, Duda and Morrison are both in play on the Tampa Bay side for you know stacking up some bats there, so you could mix and match with them. There's some Tampa Bay stacks. I do like Chris Davis on the other side, but if we're looking at my top first base plays, just like you know in a vacuum, it's going to be Paulie Goldschmidt, Freddie Freeman. Uh, Freeman at home in SunTrust, excellent matchup. That 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 stadium is just built for lefty power. That's what Freeman does. That's what he brings to the table. Alvarez is not a guy I'm afraid of. So we'll love some Freeman at first base. He's also third base eligible on DraftKings, so it gives you a little more flexibility. But yeah, Goldschmidt and Freeman together, those are going to be my uh, my top two uh, first basemen. Don't hate playing the Bore Man, but at these price tags, I'd rather just go with uh, Goldschmidt. And and uh, I'd be a fool to not mention. Uh, the red hot Matt Olson at home against uh, Miguel Gonzalez here. Guys just absolutely been mashing, especially against righties. So much pop in that bat. It's like another day, another Olson home run, right? So Matt Olson definitely a top play too. Uh, but he does get that park down grade at home in Oakland. So for that, I think I'd rather just go with uh, Paul Goldschmidt or uh, or Freddie Freeman. So uh, that's where I'm at at first base. But there's a good few ways you could go. So Travis, tell me if uh, you're going anywhere else here at first base. Uh, yeah. So first base. I understand going like those cheap guys, right? Like the dude M Morrison, they make a ton of sense uh, for sure. I do think that for me, like it's a spot where I'd like to pay up. And if that, you know, if I'm paying up, I want Matt Olson against Miguel Gonzalez, Freddie Freeman against Alvarez and goat Schmidt against uh, Peters, right? Like those three are just fantastic plays tomorrow. Uh, I'm just hoping to load up on them, and uh, if I have the money, that's what I want to go. If not, I'll definitely go down to like Morrison Duda and maybe even like a Chris Davis. Uh, just like the guys I'm keying in on. It's kind of just very simple for me. Uh, not really going to mess around too much and just kind of uh, kind of do that. Uh, I, I think one other guy you can go as like a contrarian option that hits lefties well is Jose Abreu against Danny Duffy that no one's going to own. But I don't think it's necessary. Like I said, I think these guys at the top, like the Freeman, Olsen, and Gold Goldschmidt, they're just in such great spots that uh, I want to load up on them in tournaments. And then, hey, in cash games, like guys like Duda and Morrison, and even in tournaments, if they fit that, that you know, if they fit your uh, construction, I think they're uh, fantastic plays. Yeah, for sure. 
So, uh, yeah, first base, definitely a lot of routes that we can go, but I think we both uh, both seem to be on the same page as far as paying up. There's a lot of good pay-up options, so I think it's a pay-up spot here unless, like I said, you, you want to fill in a certain stack a certain way. But, yeah, so let's move on to second base. Travis, kick us off here at second base. Where are you looking on this latest second? Yeah, so at second, like, uh, you know, if I can get uh, – if I have the money, man, Whit Merrifield, he's so expensive. I just don't know if I can pay that price tag, but I would love to against Kobe. I just think Kobe's so bad. I want to attack him, right? But uh, I don't know if I'll have the money for him. I think the guy that I really want to play, especially on FanDuel, I love his price tag, Daniel Murphy for 3400 uh, You know, everyone can say, uh, you know, Noah Syndergaard is out there. Matt, like, Matt Harvey's coming in after, correct, Josh? That's what they're, the, the Mets are doing. They're bringing in Matt Harvey right after uh, to throw some batting practice. Yep, second inning, Matt Harvey comes in. Yeah, so uh, hopefully we get Daniel. Like, let's just hope, right, Daniel Murphy bats, like, cleanup. And then we get, you know, so Syndergaard goes out there. He has a one, two, three inning. And then Matt Harvey comes out there and gives up a homer to Daniel Murphy. That would be absolutely beautiful. I don't know if that'll happen. I'm sure Murphy will bat third. But, man, I'll take, I'll take uh, you know, I'll take, uh, you know, in the third inning, fourth inning, I'll take Daniel Murphy against Matt Harvey and, and uh, call it a day. So, uh, yeah, I think Daniel Murphy's just in a fantastic spot here against Harvey. He's killed the Mets throughout his career. Uh, it just seems like a fantastic spot here. So I would be making sure to get some exposure to him. Uh, I think the Gordon against Tywin Walker is interesting if you have that money, but again, I don't know if I have that money to spend up at second. That's kind of like the problem here. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to have the money to do that. Uh, if you want to go a cheap raise bat, like a Brad Miller against a Helixson who struggles against lefties, I could totally understand. But again, second base is pretty shallow and I just think it's kind of like, Hey, I'm going to go ahead and just play Daniel Murphy. I like the price tag. I like the matchup and I'm just going to move on. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I definitely like the Murphy call a lot. Um, second base is a very shallow position, as you mentioned, so not a lot of options to look at. Uh, Merrifield is way too expensive on both sides to, to really justify jamming him in because it doesn't feel like a spot that I want to really pay a lot of money for. So, yeah, as long as, you know, Murphy might have a first at-bat spoiled if Syndergaard comes out, looks great, strikes him out, you know, and he bats third. But, but yeah, uh, if we're going to really look, like, hard, I think that what we have to do is just kind of try to correlate a cheap second baseman into where our bats are going. I don't mind a guy like Jed Lowry, by the way, but he's expensive. So, you know, again, you're not getting him for cheap. Um, yeah, I'm not exactly sure where I'm going to go. I think that Jonathan Scope is too cheap on FanDuel at 2.8K, so I think I might get that route in there just to get some exposure to that huge run total for, for the Baltimore, that five that five implied team total. Um, so Scope might be a guy I'm looking at for that price tag if I want to get off of Murphy. But, yeah, I agree with you. I think Murphy is a top play at second base. So uh, anyone else here you want to mention before we move on to third base? Uh, no, that's it. Uh, I'll start off with a third. Uh, I, so I think it's kind of easy for me. Uh, I think it's just two guys I like, and I'm going to call it a day. And one's in the top tier, one's in the low tier, at least on FanDuel, and that's kind of going to be it. Against Jake Odorizzi. Uh, if you're Team BVP, hey, he's 11 uh, hits against uh, Odorizzi on 38 at bats, which isn't the greatest average. We've got four home runs, right? Uh, Machado's a guy who can hit, you know, righties or lefties. It just doesn't really matter. Uh, and I just think it's a, I think it's a really great spot for him. I think he profiles really well in this spot. So I'm gonna load up on some Machado towards the top. Uh, he's kind of like the. Nah, I'm not all over the Orioles. Like it sounds like you like the Orioles a lot, Josh, but I'm not like all over them. I don't love them a ton. I just think Machado's a really good play here that could. Uh, you know, hit a solo shot against Odorizzi here. And then the guy that I love is Mike Moustakis. It's just getting for a cheap price tag for 2.7K against a guy like Kobe, who's not good. Like Mike Moustakis just feels like the easy uh, plug and play here at third for me. Uh, I'm definitely going to get some exposure to him, though. Uh, I think he's a great play. Yeah, Moustakis is definitely cheap on FanDuel, so definitely want to get my exposure over there. He's my favorite uh, third base play on FanDuel, just point per dollar. Um, 
But on, on DraftKings, he's a bit more expensive, Travis. They have Moustakas at 4.4K on DraftKings. So I think that we could stay away from him over there. If we're looking at DraftKings pricing for third base, you go, you could get Belch, even Adrian Beltry for cheaper at 4.2, and he's in a fantastic matchup against Manaya. His lefties really well, so definitely like uh, like Beltry on DraftKings. Um, but on FanDuel, I think Mustakis is the way to go at third base for sure. I think we're on the same page here. And don't mind some uh, Machado either. You mentioned that BVP is very strong here against Odorizzi, and I think he makes a fine handcuff play to Jonathan Scope, who I mentioned earlier. So if you want to correlate the two bats there, you could do that. But, yeah, third base, again, just like second, kind of a shallow position. So I'll just take my Moustakas on FanDuel and uh, try to figure out where I'm going to go on DraftKings when the lineups come out. Should I get someone cheap? Um, that's that's where I'm at at third base right now. Uh, anyone else here you want to mention? Uh, yeah, no, that's about it for third. We can move over to uh, shortstop, which, man, it's kind of ugly. Uh, I can get us off, Josh. It's not great. Um, but if we if we can, I think Adam Rosales for cheap just makes sense against the lefty. He didn't play today, so I'm assuming he'll get in there today. Uh, or he didn't play today uh, yesterday, so Friday he didn't play. Uh, so I'm assuming he'll get in there today. It just makes sense for him to get in the, get in the lineup. So I'll probably play him for cheap and punt just so I can pay up at other positions. And I know he's like you know a good candidate to hit a home run. Uh, I also think if you're getting Franklin Barreto batting first to another cheap punt, you can play at shortstop against Miguel Gonzalez. I think it makes a ton of sense here. Uh, but if you know if you don't want to punt uh, and you have all the salary to spend, right? I'll just pay all the way up. Like I'll go all the way up, all the way up to Trey Turner. Right? Trey Turner is just in a fantastic spot against Matt Harvey and Noah Syndergaard. Uh, it, it, say he does get on, right? Trey Turner against Syndergaard. Uh, Syndergaard is terrible at throwing runners out. So like Trey Turner is just going to run wild on him, right? It just makes so much sense to play Trey Turner here. And if not, uh, say he doesn't get on, then he gets Matt Harvey in that awful Mets bullpen. So if I got the money, man, just pay all the way up to Trey Turner. And I think it's an absolutely fantastic spot for him. Yeah, I think Trey Turner is in a great spot. And I agree. If he gets on base, I think Syndergaard will be more focused on getting his work in than he will be on holding runners on, right? So... Because really, who cares? Like, the Mets don't have anything to play for at this point. So, um, you know, I'm sorry. I know it's tough to hear, Travis, but uh, he's just going out to get his work in. It's not tough to hear. It's, it's, it's September, Josh. It's not tough to hear. We're used to it. By September, you guys are used to it. Okay, I'm just saying because at the beginning of the season, I'm always hearing, oh, it's this is the year. So, um, but, yeah, uh, I think that he's more focused on getting his work in, so I don't think that – we have to worry about him holding on Trey Turner if he gets on. I think Turner just gets an easy second base. My only concern is, is it going to be like uh, an indifference call when he gets to second base? Because I don't think they're even going to try to get him out. So, um, you know, if he gets on and tries to take second. But uh, in all seriousness, yeah, Trey Turner is definitely a top play. I also like Tim Beckham a little bit, too. I have some, in, you know, I'm kind of interested in, like I said, this Baltimore and Rays game. I think that this game might get a little overlooked. And uh, it shouldn't because the, the, the total is actually the – it's the highest on the slate next to the Arizona game. So I think that we should try to get some exposure to this game. I think Tim, Tim Beckham's a good way to go there on the Baltimore side. And, uh, yeah, other than that, if uh, Rosales is in the lap, I'm surprised. That, did you mention Rosales on the D-back side? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started oh, out with him. Oh, okay, to good. Yeah, I uh, just making sure because I know that he's, uh, he's a lefty. <laughs> he's debatably a lefty masher, right? So... Um, but yeah, I think that he's definitely definitely a good play for dirt cheap if you're looking for a punt play at shortstop, which I, I wouldn't, you know, catcher and shortstop seems to be the two positions we like to punt, so um, wouldn't mind that. But yeah, I, if I could find, I'm just gonna try to find the, the salary for 
Trey Turner. If I don't have it, I'll just go to Tim Beckham. That's probably where I'm going to end up on the slate at shortstop. Anyone else here you want to mention before we go to the outfield? No, that's about it. And Josh, and in our Mets fans' defense, this was the year. And I don't think we say that every single year. We're not like Jet fans who do that around here. But I don't know. Uh, this was definitely a year that we were supposed to be a little bit better. But uh, yeah, I'm not gonna not gonna complain too much about it. Uh, we'll we'll move on. It's not for me. It's uh, I've checked out of the Mets for the year. I've just been all DFS only and done that done that done that since about uh, uh, July or August or so. So yeah, I've moved on from them anyways from now at least because we got DFS a lot. I can't blame it because listen, a year a year and a half ago, a pitching staff of Harvey, Degrom, Syndergaard, Mats. You know, that sounded like, you know, that right there sounded like a very uh, solid pitching staff and things have just gone south after that. And, you know, it's understandable. It's understandable uh, why you guys would think that. But, you know, it, it is what it is. We're, we're here now. So um, we got uh, so, yeah, let's get to the outfield. Now let's look at some of these outfielders. I'll kick us off here, Travis. So outfield for me is, uh, you know, looking at a way to just correlate bats and, and try to connect certain bats in a good spot. Uh, as I mentioned, I really do like this Rays and Orioles game. I know I keep going back to the well here with this game, but like I said, with good reason, that run total is big. Um, Corey Dickerson is 2.2K on FanDuel, which is way too cheap here against Helixson, who gives up a ton of hard contact to lefties. So Dickerson's going to be the guy that I fit into my FanDuel lineups just to get those savings. Uh, also, don't mind some Kiermaker or Sousa either, but, but I really focus on Dickerson with that price savings. He's only 3.4 in DraftKings, too, so you get him cheap everywhere. Adam Jones I like on the other side against Odorizzi. I think that he's in a good spot. He's probably my favorite outfielder out of the bunch for Baltimore. Um, then let's go to the Kansas City Royals bats. I, I like Melky Cabrera here. we got a revenge matchup here, Travis. Some Melky Cabrera revenge uh, against the White Sox. So uh, definitely like some Melky here, too, on this slate. Um, we talked about these Washington bats. If I was going to target any of these outfielders, Worth might be a guy that I would target, but not going to go too heavy against the Washington uh, with the Washington outfielders. But let's just get to the meat of it. I mean, the guys I really, really like here are the Arizona outfielders. Really like uh, A.J. Pollock and J.D. Martinez, and I'm going to do everything I can to get both of them in my lineup because Pollock and Martinez at home are uh, fantastic plays against the lefties. So those are the two guys. So I'll go like J.D., Pollock, and uh, – and, uh, Dickerson is probably my favorite FanDuel outfield combo at the moment right now as I'm doing some some builds, getting myself ready. I, I really do like the spot that they're in. And you mentioned Chris Davis. Don't think that he's a bad play either here against Miguel Gonzalez. I like him. I like Matt Joyce. Um, so, yeah, that, that's where I'm at in the outfield. Uh, you know, without like I'm just going to try to keep, keep to a tight core with those Arizona outfielders and with the um, – the value I could get elsewhere. How about you, Travis? Yeah, so I think uh, Lorenzo Cain is a guy I'm going to love here. Same with Melky. I think the revenge matchup makes a ton of sense. I think those worlds out, but they're super interesting guys I want to get exposure to. Uh, the Arizona outfielders is pretty simple, right? I want to play them. They're really good plays. If I can fit them in and I have the money, I'll play them. But it depends if I have the money, right? That's kind of all about the construction. They're in really good spots, though. Definitely want to load up on them. Uh, against Hellickson, I think playing a guy like Corey Dickerson, a Steven Souza, I think those are some outfitters I want to definitely consider too. I uh, wouldn't hate going like the Adam Jones and the Trey Mancini's against Odorizzi. Don't think they're they're don't think they're guys I would hate playing either. If you have the money for Giancarlo Stanton against Taiwan Walker, of course I'd love to get him. Uh, just a fantastic uh, you know fantastic spot for him against Walker. So uh, he's been one of the guys been absolutely absolutely crushing the ball. But for me, like if I had to pick like my two favorite outfields, I think it's just simple. I think it's uh, the Kansas City outfielders and the Arizona. 
Uh, those are just two of my favorites to go to. I think there's some guys around that we could take like Fowler against Garrett Cole. I wouldn't hate going with him. Uh, Reese Hoskins, is he still, you know, he's not outfield eligible in many spots anymore. Um, but he, I mean, obviously you can get him like a guy like Nick Williams who, uh, you know, Tehran Charles with lefties. Uh, and he's, uh, you know, one of the power bats in the Phillies lineup. I wouldn't hate going to him. Uh, so yeah, I think though for me though, it's kind of simple. I'm just going to go with, uh, Go with the Arizona and the Kansas City outfields. Those are my favorite two ones. And then one guy, one more guy as a one-off, uh, you know, we get Miguel Gonzalez in Texas and we have, uh, you know, Chris Davis who can absolutely crush the ball, right? He's got two home run upside uh, and he still hasn't hit that 40 home run mark. And he's a guy that he always gets there kind of, right? He always hits over 40 home runs. We never know how, we never know why, we never know where it happens. He just always hits over 40. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely coming, right? He's going to get like maybe 40, uh, 42 or so, 41. So he'll get there. So I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to chase these Chris Davis home runs uh, down the stretch just because of the upside that he shows. And in a spot against Miguel Gonzalez, he's a guy that you can easily hit one out. So I like him as a one-off uh, for sure here. But yeah, very simple for me. Kansas City outfielders against terrible Dylan Covey. And then uh, the Arizona outfielder who's just been on fire. I remember you were chasing Chris Davis earlier in the season too, Travis. You weren't happy how that ended up. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I'm, I'm going to chase him here down the stretch. I, I get it. Uh, but he does always hit over 40, man. Every year it's like death taxes and Chris Davis hitting over 40, right? Like he's always around this mark. So I'm just going to keep chasing after it. He's been getting a piece of the ball and been hitting it a lot harder recently. So I don't know. I get it, uh, but he gets uh, good matchups here against these Texas pitchers are not good, and the Texas bullpen is not good. So this, at least this entire series, I'm going to be chasing Chris Davis. Yeah, and even the 69 degree weather, Travis, you're all about the weather. You know, it's it's going to be a chilly yeah, it's, day. It's, it's in it's in Oakland. It's a, you know he can do it. I I, I have faith in Chris Davis. <laughs> all right, yeah, no, I, I think he's a good play too. I really like these athletic power bats. Uh, the only downside, like I said, that weather and. Uh, not really a big fan of that 15 mile an hour wind blowing out to right, and the fact that it's uh, in Oakland, which is a pitcher's park. Um, but other than all of that, I still think that they're in a good spot. And I, I'm not afraid of loading up on the power bats there. But yeah, anyone else in the outfield you want to mention here, Travis, or should we go to the stack of the day? Uh, no, yeah, we can go to the stack of the day. All right, stack of the daytime. Uh, this is a this is a fun fun slate. I think there's a few stacks we could go with. Um, but I'll go ahead and uh, just kick us off and uh, just want to point out that I think we both agree the Diamondbacks are going to be the chalky stack on the slate, right? Yeah, they'll definitely they'll, they'll be very popular, I'm sure. Should we exclude them from the stack of the day? Yeah, let's exclude them. They're, I mean, it's pretty simple. That I think a lot of people know to play the Diamondbacks here in the spot. We talked about them a ton, so let's exclude them. Okay, so we'll exclude the Diamondbacks. They are uh, arguably... Uh, the top top stack on the slate, definitely the most obvious stack on the slate. Um, I'm torn here between two. I'm going to take the one that I think that you're not going to go with, and leave you with the one I think you're going to go with. So my stack of the day is going to be the Tampa Bay Rays. I uh, really like them here in the spot against Helixson. Helixson gives up a ton of hard contact, and uh, you know is, gets this downgrade in Park in Baltimore. Uh, nice hot, you know, hottish day, 81 degrees, but 47 percent humidity. The ball's going to carry here. Wind's blowing out. Uh, to right field, low winds, so not really too much of a factor. But uh, not there's no factor with the winds against the hitters either. So that's you know pretty good news. Nice neutral wind here, but uh, really like these bats here on the Tampa Bay side, and I'm going to get as much exposure to uh, this game as I can in tournaments. I really think that this is the game to stack on both sides, but really like these Tampa Bay rat Tampa Bay uh, bats. So that's where I'm going to end up going is with the Tampa Bay Rays as my stack of the day on this slate. Uh, Travis, who's your stack of the day here? 
Oh, yeah, for me, it's the Kansas City Royals. I mean, it's just a great spot for them. 82-degree weather out there uh, in Chicago, and then we get Dylan Covey in the really bad bullpen in the uh, Chicago White Sox, right? Uh, Kansas City been hitting the ball a lot better recently. They've been a team that's been crushing it, and Dylan Covey is not good. Uh, I'm going to take some of these power bats, right? The Whit Merrifields, uh, the Lorenzo Canes, Melky Cabrera, uh, man, I haven't really rostered Eric Cosmer a ton this year, uh, but uh, he's, he, I mean, I guess I'll think about getting some exposure to him too. You know, Salvador Perez, hopefully he's in the lineup. A guy like Brandon Moss was two home run upside, like in any spot against a righty, uh, especially a bad tossing righty. And then uh, Mike Moustakis too is a guy I absolutely love. So this is a lineup I'm going to definitely get a lot of exposure to, and I'm going to load up on the Royals here. Yeah, they were my second favorite stack of the day. I had a feeling you were going to go with the Royals, so I'll let you go ahead and take that one. Um, but yeah, seriously, so many good offenses on this game, uh, on the slate of games so definitely uh definitely gonna have fun but yeah that's it we wrapped up the slate for you guys really happy to be here thank you for listening go ahead give us both a follow on twitter if you haven't already you can follow me at real joshua giant you can follow travis at travis mangone at travis m-a-n-g-o-n-e check out all the other con- uh, content that we'll have here on the road grinders page lots of great content definitely urge you to subscribe for some premium content because there's lots of good things going on there and check out the schedule on grinders live you might catch travis on there travis did an nfl show yesterday very good watch definitely go back and watch that if you have some time uh, with the upcoming nfl slate but yeah shoot over any questions or comments on twitter but other than that we will see you guys next weekend on the weekend grand podcast i'm josh surgiant for my co-host travis mangone peace out relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. Capital One knows life doesn't alert you about your credit card. Next stop, Graham Street. And Brian in the khaki shorts. Your GNL energy bill went up 60% this month. Seems like you'd want to know. Stand clear of the closing doors. So, meet Eno, the Capital One assistant that catches things that might look wrong, like increases to a recurring bill, then sends an alert to your phone and helps you fix it. Eno, another way Capital One is watching out for your money when you're not. Capital One, what's in your wallet? See CapitalOne.com for details. Limitations apply.